Hey, it's the latest episode of The Ugly Truth. Thank you so much for downloading our show. Today, we are talking about how we are definitely not morning people, and we have a really nice discussion about mental health. This and our ugly and awkward moments of the week. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the show. It's another uncensored look at the world around you from sisters who will say just about anything to anyone at any time. It's the Uggs, Jamie. I'm sorry, I was slow, but I missed you. I needed to have sex. Paula. Say it again, old man. Say it again. Uncensored as always, it's time for the Ugly Truth. Welcome to the Ugly Truth. This is episode 482. Hello? Yeah, did you not hear me? I didn't, but that's okay. That used to that happened before okay. where you would cut out cuz your your pitch is so high. Oh. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Although our listeners heard it, so that's all that matters. Anyway, right. welcome to the Ugly Truth. Okay, so we're going to talk <laughs> This is this might be a weird show. I'm not sure. So much weird shit's been going on. We have a puppy and she's a little yes. husky puppy and she's not little. Is, she, she's is like, she still considered a puppy now? Oh, yeah. She's only seven, almost eight months old. So she's still little. And so anyway, as she's growing older, she has an endless supply of energy. And so she wakes up. Well, I mean, she's a puppy, of course. And Mm -hmm. our other husky, Bodega, is 12. And although he's very strong and energetic, he isn't waking up at dawn to wrestle. But she (laughs) is. So she wakes up. About almost 6.30 on the dot. She's like a baby. Like on, she has a schedule of when she wants to play, sleep, blah, blah, blah. 6.30 on the dot, she wakes up and she's ready to rock and roll. So she drinks her water, has a little bit to eat, goes pee, and then she starts attacking Bodega to play. And Bodega is pissed. He's like, I am an old man. I want to sleep. Leave me alone. And then suddenly they're fighting. And the problem is, is it's 630 in the morning and we're surrounded by four homes very close in proximity. So they hear everything because huskies are very loud. And they're talkative. She's silent. He, however, is very loud. And so God, it's the worst. (laughs) So the other day I said, here's the thing. She needs to be walked. At, in the morning, we need to get her out of the house. She needs to be walked so we can burn off some of this energy. And when she gets back, she won't be so rough and tumble. And she'll let the dogs rest for a moment before sun rises. Have you thought about, I'm just, just curious. Have you thought about getting another one? I know that sounds ridiculous. Paula? But... Yes. Okay. I have. I absolutely Because I'm just have. like, maybe you should have gotten two at the same time. I swear to God. First of all, we got her because I thought Sunny was dying. And I was wrong. I know. But even so, I mean, Bodega's old now that you mentioned. 12 is not young. I mean, you know, based on just average statistics, Bodega will probably be around for another two years. Sonny is living beyond his lifespan right now. Yeah, really? Sonny's like Benjamin Button. (laughs) He really is. The dog (laughs) has got, he's got eight teeth. And yet he still eats and and plays. I mean, he tries to play with her all the time. You should start calling him Queen Elizabeth. It's insane. (laughs) Yes. He absolutely is queen. He's going to be the longest reigning dog in the house. So anyway, you know, it's it's understood that she's my dog. Okay. Except she doesn't like me very much, which is hilarious. She loves Daryl. She's in love with Daryl, but she doesn't, she's not a well, fan of me. because Daryl's the fun one. You're exactly. the mom. I'm the yes. one that cleans her ears, makes her go to the vet, you know. It's very typical. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just like babies. You it know? is. It's like, dad's home. Oh my God. 
God, you're exactly. just sitting there all disheveled and your hair's a mess and sweaty and you're just like, welcome home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, I told him, I said, you know what? I just, I have to get up. I go, the problem is, is that I legitimately cannot function much in the morning, that early in the morning, but I have to just make myself do it. So I'm like, all right, I'm resolved. So she wakes up, 6.30 on the dot. Daryl's already downstairs working. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's it. I'm getting up. So I put on, you know, workout clothes. I go downstairs. I am not that awake. I lure her in, I get her stuff on, and we walk out the door. And I walk her all the way to Mackenzie's Cafe. Mm-hmm. It's about a mile away. Mm-hmm. And we walk back. And I am probably getting ready to enter the old town area. I'm, I'm going to start passing, you know, businesses and stuff in the park and everything. And all of a sudden, I go, is this real? Am I dreaming? Am I really doing this? It's 640 in the morning. I've mm-hmm. never, never done this. I feel like I'm not truly awake and like maybe I'm dreaming this. And then I almost fell. And I went, okay, yeah, no, <laughs> this is really happening. My Do you eyes- ever have that moment where your legs are walking so fast? You're just like, I-, I don't even know if I'm moving these. Who's moving my legs? I felt so <laughs> weird. And I was like, okay, I thought maybe I was being a bit bit of a baby saying that I wasn't a morning person. But no, I'm legitimately not functioning. I'm not a morning person. I'm no. not. And my legs are tired. My eyes are watering. It's kind of chilly. <laughs> And the dog is running around trying to chase chickens as they're waking up from their slumber. And I said, all right. So we get to the cafe. Kenzie sees me in the window. We say hi to each other and we walk back. I walk in the door. I never woke up. I had coffee. I I chilled. And I told Daryl, I said, I feel like I'm... I feel like I've been ill for a really long time and I need to go to sleep. I'm pretty sure I'm going to start having sour burps, which is when you're so, so tired and stressed that you just start Mm -hmm. getting sick. I couldn't even sleep. It was the weirdest day ever. When I was 15, my first job was at a coffee shop. Mm. Well, like not, not a coffee shop, but like a... Like it was the equivalent of like a Starbucks before they came out. Wasn't it Java City? It was Java City. I and loved so that place. I had to be there at 5 a.m. on Saturdays and Sundays. Oh my God. And when I would walk in there, the baker had been baking all night. So it's just a waft of baked goods and it was hot. And when I get up too early, I get nauseous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so definitely. When I would walk in there, I'd be like, because yes. you know, it was just, it smelled like pastry and hot. Ooh. And some people would find that enticing and you're just like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> well, and there's some people that, you know, it's just like the manager, she'd be sprinting around getting you know, the, the, ca- the cash roll and all the registers. And I'm yeah. just like, Ugh. I know and she's like, why don't you set up all the chairs? I'm like, oh, good. Manual labor. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I know it's terrible. So finally we get home and I'm like, oh, that was a mistake. So I let her back outside. Didn't do a damn thing. She just started That's attacking good. them again to play. And I was like, <gasps> oh, my God. are you kidding me? No. It was it was a mile, which is what we generally do. We take them to a park and we walk them a mile and then we put them in a dog park and let them run around. Maybe you should just like go adopt like a young mutt that, you know, it's like seventy five dollars and we'll just be happy to be adopted. I actually told Daryl that I said, you know, if one of these older dogs dies, we have to get another one. This this is insane. I can't believe I'm I'm thinking about it. But I I was with you. I was like, we need to get another one because this dog I mean, and here's the thing. It wasn't that long ago Bodega was a puppy. He was never this rambunctious. She's insane. And it's fine, but she doesn't have any true playmates at home. When we take her to the dog park, she plays with all the other dogs. 
And the problem, though, is that she is not neutered or spayed. Why not? Well, the the new research indicates that bigger dogs, they need to go through a a heat before they get neutered or spayed because it causes hip dysplasia. It's not genetic like they thought. Like, I don't care. Just do it. We'll deal with the hips. Yeah, they do it really young. and And they're saying now that to spay and neuter dogs before they hit a heat, at least for females, I don't know about males, is that it is, or until they're mature, till their little hips and their growth plates are in, that it causes hip dysplasia. Or can cause. They think it's the number one reason. They don't think it's genetic. They really yeah, don't. Yeah, but I mean, think about how many animals have done it. I mean, do mm-hmm. all of those animals really have hip dysplasia? No, no, no. It, it, no, they don't. It's not a guarantee they'll get it. It's, they're just That's saying. That's what I'm if, saying. It can cause. And I'm much like, yeah, but you know what? So can everything cause cancer? So, (laughs) I mean, really, I I just, I'm not sure I'm on board with that. Like Victor said, he read an article that today, he's like, I read an article that uh, people who refuse to wear masks are either narcissists or psychopaths. I'm like, you know what? Anybody can be a narcissist or psychopath. I'm like, some people are just stupid. Some people are just assholes. (laughs) I'm like, some people just aren't even smart. I'm like, you know what? I'm like, I disagree with that because I've seen some of the people who refuse to wear masks. I'm like, they're not smart enough to be psychopaths or narcissists. They're (laughs) just dumb. I would agree. They're just hysterical. Although it's funny when things like that happen where people are like screaming at people and making scenes about it or urinating in stores or whatever. I know. I read that. I'm just like a psychopath or narcissists would never humiliate themselves never to just drop trow and urinate in a verizon store it's so strange the choice to behave like that like are you were you always this way and or are you just were you raised by wolves really sticks and berries i'm a bit concerned (laughs) like i saw a video the other day of a gentleman who was clearly not right and he was at a park and there was a group of uh, Filipino a family social distancing by themselves. He walked right up to them and told them to go back to their own fucking country and that they were sheeple for wearing masks and that I bet their food is disgusting. I mean, he was out of his fucking mind. You know what? That's just the thing, though, is that I hope maybe there aren't stories about that, but I hope that there's the wrong family that these people walk up to and one of them has a fucking baseball bat <laughs> and they just start chasing that old man and start swinging at him. And it's just yeah. like, what, you want me to go where? What? Say it again, old man. Say <laughs> it, it again. What, you want to taste my food? Like a <laughs> plate of food in one hand, a baseball bat in the other, knock his ass down and then shove the fucking food in his face. Down his throat. Well, you know, that'd be our family. Well, of course. Well, I'd get up immediately and start a physically. Well, we all, we would all. Well, yes. actually, all of us girls, at least, you know, <laughs> yeah. the men would be like, what? What's going on? You know, oh, they'd yeah. be the guys at the store. What? 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 Hands what? in the air. You sent me like, to the put store. Your, put your fucking hands down, you pussies. Let us take care of it. In our situation, it would be like, you made me go to the store to buy paper towels, and now I come back, and there's police? What did you do? I know. <laughs> I'd be like, what did what? I do? You didn't do anything. You put, you put that baseball bat in the bushes, right? Yeah. I believe that I defended <laughs> our family's honor is what I was doing. <laughs> We're talking to the police with our masks on. They're, yes. they're a little tattered and have blood on it, but you know. <laughs> well, anyway, this video of this dude go, saying all these terrible things to this family and a couple of the men did get up and start grabbing him by the arm, like, get the fuck out of here. And they were doing the thing that we do, that real silent, like, you need to leave right now. Like, the screaming, you're all right, but if we get quiet, you're in trouble. They See, were doing that, and they were grabbing him by the arm, and the guy wasn't fighting him. And I was like, oh, shit, what's going down? What? And he got a little concerned. And so Who, he the back- old man? Yeah, well, he wasn't old. He was probably in his late 40s. But he, when I saw the video and he was wearing swim trunks, like long swim trunks and a and a pink button up 
collared shirt rolled up and he had significant sweat stains under his pits. I went, well, I don't know where this fella's been, but he looks like he just rolled off someone's boat and is yeah, coming really. down from some significant drinking. <laughs> I mean, I like, you gross. look a little nervous, sir. You really want to stand by that comment? <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, anyway, so yeah, I'm definitely, I've officially declared I am no longer able to do the six o'clock morning walks. I will not do it. I will just take her to the dog park regularly. And that's just, or buy another goddamn dog, I'm which I really you, don't want to do. Just start looking for a medium sized mutt on like yeah. the Sac City, because, you know, they'll euthanize those things in like three weeks if you don't adopt one. <laughs> Um, okay, so speaking of shelters, you and I had, ta- I don't think we talked about it on the show, but... No, we didn't. The goal was to get Olivia a new kitten because you had lost your cat last year, earlier this year, late last year, and you were like, it's time to get a new baby in the house. It'll be exciting. It's a great time. Everyone's home. And so you went, you know, you went through the arduous process, which you absolutely hated. Well, right. So what happened was I got emailed about one of the cats I had originally emailed on right before her birthday and it was available and I was like oh okay so I'm just like well I guess I'm like I don't know I'm like I just kind of feel like it's bad timing and Victor's like no we should do it we should do it I'm like all right I'm like let's let's you know fill out the stuff and we'll go adopt it and so they're like if you can come on Tuesday you can get him right then he's getting neutered that day and I'm just like I'm like you're not even gonna keep him overnight or anything like that they're like no he'll get neutered in the morning he'll be ready to go by the evening Mm. and I'm like okay and so I wasn't crazy about that but I'm like I guess we'll just you know keep an eye on him I mean neutering's not horrible but it's not fantastic yeah and so she's like it's 75 dollars and you know with shots neutering and the adoption fee and I'm like well that's not bad right and so about we were supposed to meet him at five what was it like three thirty three three o'clock I think they called and it was the veterinarian and she's like so I did the neutering today and we ran into a little snag and I'm like oh my god I'm like oh god what it's definitely your dog or cat then yeah right she's like well when we were doing the neuter she's like we were able to locate uh the left scrotal or whatever it's called the testy the testicle um yeah and she says but um we weren't able to readily identify the right testy and so she says so we had sometimes they don't drop right away when they're this young and the cat was like 10 weeks old so i'm just like well it's not that young you know i mean it's you know it's not like it's five weeks old or sure sure and so she says so we had to make a second incision near its stomach to see if we could go and fish around for it because sometimes it might still be ascending or ascensioned up like where they're supposed to, where they come down to drop. Okay. And she says, we fished around. We didn't see anything. She says, I did find a mass. Um, Oh my God. She says, I think it's a lipno, but it could have been the testicle. So she (sighs) says, I've sent it off to pathology to have them just verify if it's the testicle or if it's a lymph node. I would be like, you know what? I'm going to stop you right there. (laughs) I'm going to say well, the problem was, is I was talking to you. We were literally recording. We were trying so, to. Yeah. Cause we, there was a lot, there was a vortex of hell going on. Oh my on God. We were having the worst connection. Yes. Like every five seconds we're like, hello, what? Huh? Oh, it was brutal. Yeah. And so I was trying to get this information and then she's like, I'm sending off that to pathology. She says, what we'll do is we'll set you up with the three month appointment. We'll bring them back. If we can like palpitate, you know, the other testicle, then we'll remove it. <laughs> she says if we can't she's like sometimes they just don't have one Mm. and I'm like okay and so I'm like all right all right you know fine whatever and so I hung up and then I was talking to you and I'm like wait a minute I'm like why would the cat have a mass 
but she's not sure it's a testicle. Right. Like, what would the mass be? And so I was like thinking it through and I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. So I called Victor into the room and I'm like, okay. So I explained to him everything that's going on. I'm like, can you call them and find out what this mass is? Because I said, I'm not crazy about this 10 week old kitten having a mass that they're not sure it's a testicle. No. You know, I said, I'm not thinking it's cancer or anything like that. But I'm like, why? What is the mass that they think? What if it's sick or something? That's what I said. Well, what is this mass that they think could potentially be the size of a testicle? You know, (laughs) and so. He calls them. He comes back. He's, she says she's positive it's not cancer. I'm like, why is she positive it's not cancer? She says it just it would be extremely rare. And I'm like, but we won't know until it comes back from pathology. And we've already had the cat three days. And Olivia is like, you know, hooked on it. And you haven't even met it yet. And then I said, and second of all, she, he says, it's, she's like, it's either the testicle or a lymph node. I'm like, why does the cat have a lymph node the size of a testicle? I said, is it sick? <laughs> You know, I'm like, lymph nodes are what strains illness and, and viruses oh, and things God. like that. And I said, I don't know, Victor. I'm like, I don't think this is our cat. And he's like, why? He's like, he's, she said it was fine. I'm like, no, it's not fine. Clearly it's not fine. It's had surgery. I'm like, it's not normal. He says it's perfectly normal for them to have lymph nodes. I said, everybody has lymph nodes. It's not perfectly normal to have a lymph node the size of a testicle. In a ten week old, in a ten week old kitten, right? You know, and so I'm just like, I feel like she's selling us on, you know, a lemon cat, a defective cat, because they know if they don't give it to you, they're gonna have to put it down. And I said, here's the other thing too: is is okay? Let's say the mass is nothing, and then this other testicle drops. It drops. I said, we still have three months to deal with this hormonal testicle. With this male cat. I said, what uh, if it turns into like a tomcat or starts spraying or pissing everywhere? What if it's feral? What if, it's, what if it ends up being feral because the, it was it was in a feral litter and now it's like this fucked up crazy animal? Well, it had been fostered. I said, but what if it becomes a little asshole because it's got all these hormones? I said, now you're talking what? I said, it's 10 weeks old. You add another 12 weeks. I'm like, you're talking about a 22-week-old cat with a testicle. <laughs> I said, it's just, I'm like, it's it's... I'm like, it's not even a kitten anymore. I'm like, it's like, it's like a tomcat. It's like a 60 year old man with, that doesn't fix. Spraying and peeing and scratching everyone and be a little shithead. Yeah. You don't want that. And I said, or I said, what if it doesn't descend? I said that you've got this little ball of hormones somewhere stuck in its body. They're going to have to go dig that thing out. Oh, forget it. I'm already over it. After she said mass, I would have been like, you know what? That's enough. I'm I'm really sorry, but we're going to walk away from this situation immediately. And then I told him, I said, and then she said, they'll they'll have us come back for an appointment on the shelter. I said, but does that mean the surgery is on the shelter or they're just going to have the appointment on the shelter? Maybe we have to pay for this surgery. Oh, my God. And so I said, Victor, I'm like, this is not our cat. I said, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. And Good. he was all disappointed. He's oh, like, well. oh, Ryan's really disappointed. I'm like, you know, I will talk to Ryan then. So it's once no I explained everything deal. to Ryan, he's like, oh, he's like, that makes perfect sense to me. And so I just oh, looked at Victor. I'm like, shock. Because Victor, he's like, he was, he's like a kid. He just gets so disappointed. I'm like, well, I'm sorry you're disappointed. I Life said, is you know full what? of disappointments, children. I hate to tell I'm you. I'm just like, you know what? I will be the asshole. I will take responsibility Absolutely. for, you know, not bringing in this bum cat that everyone's going to attach to. And it probably going to die in, you know, four weeks or start spraying the walls and scratching the dogs. Do you really want yet another high maintenance creature? That's what I said. I'm like, Ryan, I'm like, I can't handle another Toby. No. I just can't. Bo is like a newborn. 
<laughs> he's like Bambi on ice. Oh God, and, it's insane. And I said, plus, I'm like, the idea is to get something that Olivia can cuddle with, not yeah. something that's going to spray her in the face and claw <laughs> cheek off. Yeah, you really he's need to just dick. <laughs> Another one will come up. Promise. That's what I said. I'm like, there are a million kittens out there. I said, we don't need to get the one bald, you know, <laughs> jerk that might have cancer. You made the right call. I would have done the same thing in all honesty. I never would have. I would have, you know, you always have that tinge of guilt because, you know, you're quote unquote rescuing something. But the reality is, is that somebody who has a lot more time and money will find that cat adorable and deal with it. Anyway, speaking of uh, broken toys, although Aww. a psychiatrist told me not to, to call people that, Kanye West is having a significant bipolar episode. Yes. Or manic depressive, however you want to label it. It's bipolar. It. But is, manic depressive is the old way, but. he Yeah, he is struggling. I'm, I am I can't obviously diagnose him, but my guess is he suffers from bipolar one, which is the well, more that's severe. What, yeah. Kim said bipolar, so I, I don't. I'm well, I, that's what it is. We have a, I have a family member who suffers from bipolar two, which is a little different. And because now mm. they're starting to classify things very, very specifically. Bipolar one is se- severe. And yes. it seems to me that Kanye is suffering from a manic episode, right? Or a, yeah, a manic episode currently. I don't know. He, I haven't been following his twit, Twitter for a couple of days, but well, uh, he definitely is going through something. I've um, followed what him. What I since- hate about the situation is this. The Kardashian Kim is getting a shit ton of crap about not doing anything about it. And as and I don't know what your opinion is on it, but in my opinion Mm -hmm. is this as someone who has an adult child who is suffers from mental health issues legally, you can't do nothing unless you want to go significantly severe, which I would not do unless they were harming me or myself or themselves to a degree. They have the right to not be treated and right. suffer those consequences and Kim can't do anything. She can she can summon a doctor to go, but if he tells them to fuck off, there's nothing that doctor can do. Well, so I've kind of been following him from the onset where it was many years ago. She was in New York and this is when he was originally hospitalized. Yes. And I, I want to say diagnosed. He was at the house with I think like a gym trainer and his manager and he kind of lost it and I believe he pulled a knife on the gym trainer. Yes. And they called 911. Somehow they were able to call 911 finally, and mm-hmm. they were able to coax him to go into the ambulance. Right. And from there, I think they were able to get in touch with Kim. But regardless, without her permission or not, I think they were just letting her know they were putting him on a 5150. Right. And right. the reason being was is because he was threatening. Well, basically, the 5150 is either they're a harm to themselves or yeah, to someone else. Exactly. That's what happened with that. And that's when he, you know, was saying he was so upset with the doctors because he says, you know, when you're, um, you know, he went on an interview and I just hated him for this. He says, you know, the stigma is, is that, you know, you have no control over yourself. You know, doctors try and tell you what to do. They wouldn't let me see my friends. They, you know, and he was telling it from his perspective. But the problem is, is that. At the time, he acknowledged he refuses medication. Right. Because he says his highs, he has such clarity, such Mm -hmm. creative Mm -hmm. wheels, basically, Mm -hmm. that he refuses to give that up. And so he will deal with the lows. Well, what was interesting is I noticed that his friends came to hang out with him at like a like a well check. I mean, Chappelle was there, a couple of other men that I that I'm not familiar with were there, and mm-hmm. they were kind of like babysitting him probably 
just to ensure that he doesn't say or do anything to hurt him. Well, do physically anything to hurt himself. I think that's the biggest concern right now is him Mm -hmm. turning into something really ugly. What I'm really hating is the general pop and fans really condoning this and laughing at it and making you know making memes and making fun of him and i'm just like you fools this shows you how uneducated a large swath of this country is when it comes to mental health you should not be this is no laughing matter and i also noticed that his mother died on july 12th Mm -hmm. many many years ago and he had a breakdown when his mother died like a significant mental health breakdown and it seems not at all ironic that he's having some kind of issue now you know this it's been a couple of weeks and it hasn't gone away i know somebody who is bipolar too and she said that the enticing thing is to get off medications because when you are manic it is like you couldn't be more positive everything's clean and organized and you're excited and you have all this energy and you work out and you eat right and you do all these things the problem is is when the depression comes you want to die and Mm -hmm. so it's not worth the trade-off eventually you grow up and realize it's not worth it and you just take an even keel and it's a horrible thing i mean i i can't imagine what that what that must be like to be held prisoner in your own mind if you haven't had the opportunity, you should really read the statement Kim released. I mean, I, I did. Don't, I don't traditionally have a lot of respect for her. I know. But what she wrote, and I don't even know if she wrote it. Maybe she had a, a, someone help her. But it's very insightful. I think um, she read it. The way she wrote it is, one, she wanted people to understand that she has no control over him. Right. Because he's an adult. Right. Two, he is choosing purposely not to medicate himself. Mm-hmm. And so um, that is a huge issue uh, as far as how his behavior you know plays oh, yeah. out in the public and also he is a public figure very much you know so. because of who he is and so this just broadcasts to the world you know how this illness is displayed but it's not necessarily i guess um how it has to be i guess sure and that is part of the stigma is is that mm-hmm. you know this is not necessarily how this has to look like yeah the other part too is is that you know she did ask for empathy and all that stuff, but I think, you know, I feel bad for her because I feel like her hands are getting very tied because yeah. whether or not she wants to stay with him is kind of becoming a moot point because she has, she's going to have to protect her children. She has children, and I thought that, and they were with him for a very long time this summer. And not just that, but I mean, like that rally, what he was saying, I mean, oh that's my God. information no one should have to, I know, should have to hear. I mean, that's, that, that can't be erased. And so, no. you know, his daughter is going to know, She'll know. at yeah. one point, and that's going to be a really tough conversation <laughs> to have to have with your daughter. Well, especially if he chooses to stay unmedicated. But my, my biggest concern is this, I, whether I like his creativity or what he says or puts out there however polarizing he is the older you get and the sicker you will get and that's the scary part for me is I don't want him to ever do anything that would cause such irreparable harm to himself or their family that Mm -hmm. we have to talk I don't want to talk about it I want him to figure it out but I I don't and I don't know what that is but when you are that wealthy and that powerful you can surround yourself with yes men your whole fucking Mm -hmm. life and it's really unfortunate. And I do hope that they are able to weather the storm. I'm not a big fan of divorce, as you know. And although they may not be my favorite couple, 
they have children and a family. And I, I and here's a perfect example of how things like mental health doesn't give a shit how rich you are. Right. They don't. It doesn't matter. It does not mm-hmm. matter. And so it's it's an it's not interesting. It's sad. And I hope there's a resolution that's not negative. But I I'm not I'm not hopeful. And for people who think that, you know, well, he's ill, you know, maybe he's not capable of making healthy choices. It's just like, that's not how mental health works. I mean, he's not high and low constantly. No. There are moments where he's he's just like, when when he's done with this low, you know, there is a midpoint that they they all reach. You know, they're... In fact, they're at midpoint for a lot of the time. Right. And it's during that time they get to reflect on what's happened. And he's going to reflect on what's happened. And he's going to have to make that choice where he's just like, do I want to keep, you know, this destruction, Mm -hmm. this path of destruction just for the sake of being, you know, a successful artist in fashion and rap and, you know, whatever else it is that the adventures that he does or do I want to keep destroying my children's, you know, reputation and lives for the long term? And, you know, my marriage or not, I don't know how he feels about that. Because he also said, you know, I've been trying to divorce Kim for two years. So I don't know what that means. But, <laughs> um, you know, even if their marriage doesn't work out, he still has children that he's got to think about. And, and, so, I, and he does love them very much. You know, but it kind of feels like, you know, f- ever since he kind of became diagnosed and had his first incident he continues to choose the creative side Mm -hmm. so that way he can keep being successful and it's it's really becoming at the detriment of the people that are important to him that should should be important Mm -hmm. to him well here's Um, here's a on a personal level the reason i think that we're so aware is that our father is bipolar and we're and he's unmedicated and he he chooses unmedicated he has Mm -hmm. zero he has zero relationship with his children for for that that and many other reasons our mother has told me stories about his highs and lows Mm -hmm. she's not very educated she was not educated nobody talked about bipolar back in the 60s and 70s nobody there was no you were just either crazy or depressed you know there was no diagnoses that would indicate what this especially for men back then but Right. Our parents struggled through that until they he ultimately they ultimately divorced. But he would leave for weeks and weeks at a time and start a new life with other mm-hmm. another woman. And our mom would call hospitals, high patrol, police, trying to find him. Uh, the most significant one is he left and went to L.A. for like a month, started mm-hmm. a whole new life, and then ultimately finished his episode and came home. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the kind of shit that Kanye does. I mean, it's the same thing. Now he's older. And of course, when he's having his non episodes, whether it's a high or a low, he's predominantly in a depressive state. And, you know, although he he's too narcissistic to ever kill himself, but he does say that he wishes he was dead a lot. He just chooses. He just absolutely refuses to, to get medicated. Absolutely refuses it. Well, let's talk about why would someone not want to be medicated? And I think he probably was for a brief period of time. But that's just the thing is, is when you're medicated, it's a very numbing feeling. It is. You're not overly hyped. You're not overly, uh, underly sad. You know, you're just, you don't really feel much of anything. Yeah, it is hollow. It can be a hollow feeling. And there are kind of intensive sexual side effects. 
Oh, for sure. That for men, that is a very big Huge. deal. Yes. That it can be very difficult for men to achieve orgasm. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand because I'm not a guy. Right. But for men, I think that's a huge, huge problem. You I know? think that I think their sex their virility is a huge part of their and it's not even a egotistical thing. I think it's just because biology that you right. know, not to be able to perform sexually is uh significant. I mean I can't, you know. And they can't even uh, ejaculate just from masturbating. I know. I mean, so, I mean, can you imagine, like, the frustration from that? Just, like, I can't even make myself. Because, I mean, most guys can bust one out in, like, 30 seconds if, if they, they wanted to. If they need to, yeah. But, I mean, but, so if they can't do that, then the thought of not even being able to, like, do that with a woman, I mean, that's just a total ego blow. And Weird. so yeah, right. that's a lot of the reason why they're just like, why am I even taking this? I feel nothing. Yeah. So they don't even see it as a benefit because they're just looking at like how they were before. They're like, I wasn't that bad. You know, they rationalize. <laughs> yeah, you they know do. what I'm saying? Yeah, and so true. I can see why he's saying like, I'd much rather be this way than how I was before than on medication. Yeah, yeah it's true. It's, a, I mean, it's a horrific thing to contend with. I, I don't envy anyone who has something that, that severe uh, man or woman it's it's significant and so anyway with that being said those are those are our thoughts on it and you know personally we know exactly what that family's going through and um you know the person with the illness they're not they're definitely not the only one that suffers oh that's no. the thing about something like this is yeah. that it affects just about everyone they touch it does everyone it's true um okay more health news really quick and then we and then we gosh we got to get going Zappos has decided to start selling single shoes. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, they started. Zappos has a program now where you can buy just one shoe or you can buy shoes of different sizes. So it's like if you have a size seven on your right and then a size nine on your left, you can do that. Why the hell and would that happen to your feet? People are, you know, well, I mean, what if you have like one of those little withered little feet, but you have a normal size leg, you know what I mean? So there's, there's that. And then if you are, you know, if you only have one limb, now you don't have to buy two pairs of shoes. You can just buy one like shoe. Do you get like half off or? Yes. (laughs) Yes, you do. I know you want to make a pun. No, I'm just saying like literally like if the shoes are $40, do you only pay 20? Yes. Hey, that's amazing. It is. And so right now it's a test. It's a test thing. But they've been getting requests for years to sell single shoes or to be able to mix and match. Apparently there was a trend back in the late 90s of kids wearing two different colored shoes uh, like Punky Brewster or something. I don't remember that being very popular, but perhaps it was. I mean, I remember... Okay, I remember like wearing different colored laces, but I don't yes. remember the shoe. I don't. But I thought yeah. she did that because she was poor. <laughs> well, apparently that was popular back then. So anyway, so there's It's cool to be poor. Yay! <laughs> okay. Yeah, real cool. Love the swamp cooler when it's 105 out. It's so nice. Gross. Gag. We're, yeah, and she was raised worse. by like an 80 year old man. Like, who didn't find that creepy at the time? Jesus. I know. Isn't that strange how that show was so popular? Some man who wasn't even her relative. I don't even think he was married her? or had children of his own, but here, let's put her with a creepy old man. Who, who from England? <laughs> Who lives What's in a? Oh, in he a, was English. Who That's lives right. in a in a mausoleum type home with books everywhere? Are you even from this country? <laughs> <laughs> God, how did that what happen? Kind of, what kind of 
fucking adoption or foster agency did they find? Honestly, I mean, it, it, looking back, it's like you know that is something I love that you, did not. Henry. That did that did not stand the test of time. <laughs> Let's just put it yeah, that really. way. Yeah, really. They try and put. So we've got an idea for a show. We've got a seventy-five-year-old <laughs> man from from England. He adopts a seven-year-old girl who's an orphan, and then they live together in a one-bedroom apartment. What? <laughs> yeah, that's exciting. Wait, I thought we just did a documentary on Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> God. Yeah, that did not that did not test that did not stand the test of time. <laughs> that show was on for a long time. It was in fact there was a reboot with Soily Moon Fry as the mom. I don't know where that ended up going. I I mean I think there was one episode. All I remember well, about Imagine her... that one, there's like mm, there was really no interest. <laughs> yeah. Really. What oh, a but shot, everyone really? was far more interested about the English old man and the young girl. <laughs> so Strange. so a forty year old woman adopts a bunch of small boys. <laughs> So let's just reverse it. It'll be great. It's like, got it bad, got it bad, got it bad. I'm Hopper Teacher. I'm not, I'm not saying it's not a bad idea. She but... had massive boobs when she got older. I think actually that's part of the reason why they had to end the show. They couldn't hide her tits. Well, she actually had a boob reduction. Yeah, but not till later. I don't think it did any good. Those things can grow back, you know. I know. Huh? Oh, God, what a nightmare. Kind of like ch- cherry tomatoes. <laughs> Can you imagine getting a boob reduction going, oh, finally I can breathe and I can stand straight and it's no big deal. And then all of a sudden you wake up one morning, you're all, you're like, yeah, really? Maybe it's just PMS. I don't know. I'm retaining a lot of water today. Hmm. Okay. We should do our ugly and awkward moments of the week. I think it's because I feel bad for Bo. His back legs are just not working that well these oh, days. No. I always feel bad like when it's shot time to do his insulin because he gets poked twice a day. And then sometimes we have to test his glucose because if he's acting like super tired or something like that, I'm just like, is his sugars too high? Right. So we have like the little pokey beater where you poke his blood or Aww. poke his skin and then you put the blood on the little strip and then it, the glucose meter tells you what it's at. Right. So sometimes he can get poked up to like five times a day. Oh my and God. I always feel guilty. And so whenever I'm getting their food together, I try and make it like as happy as possible. Like I told you, I did the maniac uh, right. dance the other day when I was giving them their food. Most of the time I'm alone when I'm doing these things. And so I was in the kitchen. Victor was in the living room playing on his phone, watching TV. And so I'm always doing something, so most people don't pay attention to me in the house. Most interesting person in the room, yeah. I usually am. And so I said to Bo, he was sitting there looking at me, and I'm like, uh, hey, mister, guess what I had for breakfast? Beans. <laughs> <laughs> and then, <laughs> this is from Billy Madison. And then I'm like, I played the teacher, I'm all, Scotty, I'm all, Bo likes beans. And so then I was like stirring his food. And well, you like beans, don't you, Bo? And then I was like looking up and then Victor kind of looked at, I, and he was staring at me and he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, nothing! Look away! Don't look at me! <laughs> so, like, I don't know if you're ever doing something and then like you look up and Daryl's staring at you like, what are you doing? Uh, no. Probably not. You don't okay. do the things that I do. No. <laughs> I do them in the shower where no one can see. Okay, well, let, we're really quick because we're we were okay. truly running out of time. But we do need to talk about alone. And Daryl, at this point, he's like, "Do you guys just need to have the little carnival become the alone?" We should do a TLC for alone. Yes. Okay, fine. We will. 
Okay, so my awkward moment is, okay, so I know you may or may not be aware that there is a comet that is visible to the naked eye right now, and the next time it will be visible to the naked eye on Earth is like 6,800 years from now. So like never Mm. for us. So oh, I was just like, well, I guess I'll just have to wait. I know. <laughs> so oh, Daryl said, he goes, well, I guess we'll just have to come back in 6,800 years. I'm like, oh, yes. Four times the amount of time that humans yeah. have been on the earth. I'm sure we'll, we'll just, be here. We'll just get on the pods and, you know, put ourselves into cryogenic sleep. <laughs> yeah. Unless someone wait, you know, if, you know what? Daryl would be like in the movie Passengers. If he accidentally woke up, he would wake you up just he so would. you would have to live with him. Dude. you like, God damn it. I'd be like, are you fucking life in an island? He's like, I'm sorry, I was lonely, I missed you. I needed to have sex. You look backwards and you'd see your air tube and be like, and you're like, you unplugged oh. me, didn't you? <laughs> I'm sorry. He totally would. So you're not anyway, sorry. I know. Anyway, so uh, it's called the Neo Comet, and so yeah, I really wanted to see this comet, and so last night was supposed to be the brightest it would be. And it's really cool because the positioning is, it was directly below the Big Dipper. So it would be really easy to find. And so we decided to drive up to Apple Hill because you need to be away from the light pollution. Mm -hmm. And so we had to go up as high as we could and we found a great spot and we saw it. And it is not, I mean, if you have binoculars, you probably really saw it well. But from the naked eye, you could see the big blanket trail of the comet. It was beautiful. And I loved it. And we so we were pulled over on the side of this desolate road in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of apple orchards. And it was creepy as fuck. But I don't like things like that, personally. I just get kind of creeped out. I, I expect some weird guy to come out with his rifle or some crazy coyote, which we totally heard coyotes. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, yeah, I'm not down with this at all. I'm like, okay, it's really pretty. We hung out for like, you know, an hour or so. And I said, let's go. I, I really want to get home. So I'm already creeped out. I want the windows rolled up because I'm afraid of whatever. And I told Daryl, I said, You were in this- Camino, for God's sakes. There's nothing there, but like old retired people. Well, and there, but there's a lot of wildlife. We saw a bobcat <laughs> on our way home. <laughs> so, but I told Daryl, I'm like, this situation here, the fact that I can't even sit in, a ca- in an armored car in the middle of nowhere indicates exactly how long I would last on that show alone. I would be the fastest tap out in history. It would be like, they're like, this is Jamie. I'm tapping out. And he's, they'd be like, we're still, we, we can still see you. They're like, I'm we're like, still on the boat on the way back. Wait, we, we're just dropping someone else off. Can you wait? No. no. <laughs> I saw bear poo. I'm out of here. I so, just built a boat. I'm on my way back. <laughs> so we're taking off. And to the, to the left of us is this big field, someone's property. And I swore. I'm like, oh my God, that is the largest creature I've ever seen in the moonlight. And Daryl's like, what? And he stops and he looks. I'm like. I didn't tell. I said, oh, it ran away. It must have been a dog, but I was lied. Was it a scarecrow? It was, no, it was just a dead tire in the field. Oh, for God's sakes. And Jimmy. I just, but I lied to him because I didn't want him to laugh at me that I was so jumpy and paranoid that I was just like, never mind. It was just a dog, I'm sure. And he goes, oh, so, it was probably just patrolling its land. I'm like, yep, that was what it was. <laughs> anyway, so that's my awkward moment. And uh, now Daryl will hear it when he edits our show that it wasn't. Oh, fact. he's going to know the truth. <laughs> It wasn't, in fact, a dog. It was a tire. You know what? He probably already knows. He's probably like, oh, she saw the tr- the tire and thought it was an animal. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> and I lied. I said, oh, it was just a dog, I think. <laughs> How funny. But a bat did buzz me. And I, I was done me. with it. It touched me. It's been touching <laughs> you for 20 years and never bothered you before. <laughs> Not you. <laughs> I love that movie. 
All right. Well, that's all I have. Well, we can talk right, for so much friends. longer, but anyway. I know. We'll do a we'll do a a, a, a TLC or something. Yes, we'll do an we'll alone. Do that. And then your assignment is to at least watch 100% hotter. You know I what? Am. If I were you, I wouldn't start with season one because it's actually not that good. Start with like season two. Okay. Because season one, they were working out all the bugs. Oh, yeah. And not so season two is better. Okay. But, um, Gave him a little why, more of a budget. Why is the gay guys always so cute? I can't see Because that. that's just nature's way. You know, though, it was kind of like, it's actually kind of touching because most of these people, they're a little bit broken. Like, that's Aww. why they have like these huge, like, alter egos. Yeah. And I actually felt kind of bad because like the, the hairstylist, he was talking to like this younger kid who was like dressed up. And he said he was like bullied in school and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And he was gay as well. And it's almost like he took him under his wing and was, like, trying to mentor him. Because I think he understood, like, he was big in school, so I don't think anyone probably, like, bullied him as much because he'd probably kick their ass. But (laughs) I think he understood what it was like, you know, being young and gay and, like, you know. It got kind of emotional between the two of them, and I almost started crying because I was just like... Well, God, really? You, Ice Queen? You know what? People (laughs) who are struggling to, you know, make their way through life and, Mm -hmm. you know, don't like you get a fair shake because people are just cruel. That upsets yeah. me. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're, we're all like that. We're very much champions of the underdogs. I always love it yeah. when they, when they do well. I'm kind of protective of, you know, you are, you're very, when I, on. when I tell you situations in my life that I have under control and I'm just telling you the situations, you're like, who do I have to call? I will take care of this immediately. Do you mind? And you're like, do you mind if I make a phone call? I'm like, I absolutely do mind. It's under control. I got it. And you're like, I will do it, Jamie. I will do it. I'm like, I I know you will. (laughs) I know you will. When I was in school, mm-hmm. I used to like kind of bitch out kids who were picking on other kids. Oh my, I did too. It, it bothered me. And oh, so it I'm made me like, mad. And and I was nobody, but I would just be like, I'm like, well, I'm like, what the fuck's your problem? I'm like, mm-hmm. leave them alone. I'm just like, oh what you're God. big at? I'm like, oh, I'm like, you're a big man, huh? I'm like, you know what? I'm like, you want to talk to somebody? Talk to me. And they're like, this isn't your business. I'm like, well, it's my fucking business now. Oh yeah. And I'm like, so I'm like, you got a problem on your hands. I remember. You know what? Are you. I did too. That's so interesting. And then the usually like the kid would be like, you didn't have to do that. I'm like, no, I didn't, but I did. So, you know, it's just like, I just didn't care. No. Well, you know what? It's something that that, like the lack of fear leaves you. Like I remember one time in middle school, it was seventh grade, which is like the worst grade ever. And I remember somebody, there was a kid. Well, I remember his name. His name was Eugene Seymour and he was a little overweight. He had acne already. I mean, just the whole shebang and kids were merciless. And I, you know, I was bullied in sixth and seventh grade too, but I mean, I don't know what it was, but he was being harassed and bullied a lot. And I remembered like all of a sudden, I don't know, it's like, I should have known it was going to be a good mother back then. I was just like, leaving the fuck alone. What is wrong with you, you assholes? I was like out of my mind. And he was so sweet and he didn't say anything because having a girl stand up for you is probably equally as mortifying. Probably. He had, and he did have friends, which was nice, but they were Mm -hmm. all teeny tiny, you know, because you're in middle school. And it was the spring, and we were doing back then, I'm sure they don't do it anymore, where there was like best looking, prettiest eyes for the yearbook. Yeah. And he walked up to me and he said, I don't even know your name. And I said, Oh, and I told him my name. I go, Why do you want to know my name? He goes, Well, I had to nominate somebody for nicest person. Aww. And I was like, Eugene, that's so sweet. I said, but I'm not that nice. He goes, I don't care. You're nice to me. And I, mm-hmm. I'll never forget that. You know, I looked him up on Facebook a few months ago. He's happily married. No acne. You know, still a big guy, but so what? You know, and I was like, 
he made it. <laughs> Maybe it's just because we didn't like people getting picked on. Because we, we got bullied at home. Like, Are you kidding? Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so, all right. Anyways, well, on that note, right. we do all gooders. That, <laughs> don't don't pick on anyone, you don't assholes. Don't bully anybody, you fucking assholes. <laughs> we'll come after you. Yes, we will. <laughs> all right. Go buy some Amazon and uh, some lip and clip. So, <laughs> or else. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You rock. Well, <laughs> Uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Uh, stay cool. Get laid in the shade. Keep in touch. And uh, we'll see you on Wednesday. Bye. Thanks for listening and sharing the show. See you next time on The Ugly Truth.